Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Appointment as soon as you're eligible following completion of your primary series. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Cincy 360 continues on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on ESPN 1530. Here we go. Welcome back. Cincy 360, we're a service of Skyline Chili. Well, I can can assure you this. Yeah. If the Reds were to lose 30 games in a row, Skyline (laughs) Chili would not abandon you. Correct. It is there all the time for us. This team may very well lose 30 in a row. Good. They've lost seven straight. What? There's no end in sight. Last night, though. They, they held a lead. They had a lead. Well, Tommy Pham. Yeah, Tommy Pham responding to the booze goes I, yard. I read the Tommy Pham article that Barstool put out where he essentially said, look, I just signed. I'm trying to get mine. I'm at a point. Like, <laughs> I don't have an issue with that, though. No, but it's like, but if, if, if so many of those guys are in the locker room and those guys listen to Phil Casolini's remarks, what is the driving force in the locker room for them to care about starting two and nine? Hmm. Other than to say, you know what, I'm I'm trying to get my stats up. Is it really you're going to leg out that double? You're going to overexert yourself if the organization doesn't want to win. You're the worst team in baseball right now. And here's the problem: I don't watch this team and think, well, they're just not playing up to their ability. I'm watching this team kind of like, eh, maybe kind of what they are. <coughs> many years, not two and nine, bad. But many years ago, the Reds were good. You might remember this: Zach Cozart was hitting eighth. Mm. And I I remember, because there was nothing else to complain about, people were complaining about Zach Cozart and what he was doing in the eighth spot. And I said, look, first of all, things are going really well when your only complaint is the eighth place batter yeah. isn't holding his own. Second of all, understand this. He's not a great hitter. Yeah. So when he goes poorly, it's going to go terribly. When Joey Votto slumps, and this was when Joey was in his prime, mm. when Joey Votto slumps, he's still pretty hard to get out. When a bad hitter slumps, he's very easy to get out. So when a when a team that's not supposed to be great goes through a downstretch, it looks like this. When a team that's supposed to be much better goes through a downstretch, it doesn't quite look like this, and you feel better about their chances of digging out of this hole. And that's what I keep coming back to. A two and a nine stretch is not in, unforgivable. Mm-hmm. It's not insurmountable. If you have a well-constructed club, the Reds didn't coming into the season. And so this feels like not just an early season hole, it feels like it's doomed their chances before the season even really begins. Well, Philly's four and seven, Atlanta's five and seven. You You trust those teams to come out. You trust that. Yeah. What do you trust here with the Reds? Like, I I did this before, and, and I know it gets exhausting. Votto's hitting 105. Moustakis, 129. Jake Fraley, 133. Tommy Pham, after three hits yesterday, is 133. Aquino, 067. Senzel, 118. Colin Moran, 083. Garcia, 167. Like, Joey Votto, in 11 games, has four hits. And last yeah. night, he's changing his stance. Yeah, he's you fussing s- around. You start to yeah. want now. Now it's like, okay, went from preseason to thinking this guy's going to hit for power to now 11 games in, he's got four hits. Yeah. And the problem is it's not one place in the lineup. Mm-hmm. All of these hitters 
I, I just and, and by the way, if you think folks here are being overreactionary, I was I watched a clip this morning of Brandon Tierney, yeah, who's a sports talk radio host in New York. The Yankees were five and five coming out of the weekend. Yep, he's on vacation. He interrupted his vacation to call his own show to complain about how bad the Yankees are. They're five and five. Right. Here, oh, Mo, it's early. Come on. It's uh, it's all, come on. Why, why does this team deserve the benefit of the doubt? Yep. Right? Why? They don't. And it really does sort of feel like the season is over before it's even started, and that is immensely frustrating. Immensely frustrating. The Joey Votto thing I think is interesting because we have seen him get off to poor starts and have good seasons. Joey, before the injury last year, was not very good. But you are starting to see him. He's crouching differently. He's changing uh, choke-up angles on the bat. He looks a lot like he did during some of those lost seasons when it felt like from at-bat to at-bat, he was lost in terms of what to do. That right now is not a good look. Do Do you blame TikTok? Might be. How you, long before we do blame TikTok? Do we blame his new social media presence? How long? Do we blame the ESPN crew who interviewed yeah. him? It was really fun when that was happening and they were winning. <laughs> it was. Like when they were two and two, all that was cool. But he, but here's the thing about the, like the social media thing. I'm, I'm not going to say that Joey Votto is struggling because of social media. You can be great at your gig and have fun on social media. All of that stuff matters a hell of a lot less when your team stinks. Right? Yeah. So, like, the first year that I remember caring about Twitter, 2009, Chad Ochocinco embraces it. The mm-hmm. Bengals were good. 2009, yeah. they won uh, 10 games. The Fun. following season, the team was atrocious. Suddenly, Chad Johnson's Twitter antics, not as fun. Yeah. And that's not a criticism of them doing it. I, I, I have no issue with that at all. But it gets received a lot differently when you're on a team that's not very good and when you're not performing up to your capabilities. Two against San Diego, three at home against St. Louis, three at home against San Diego on the road to Colorado, on the road to Milwaukee. When's the next time this team would be favored to win a baseball game? Colorado. At Colorado? Maybe. Yeah. If not, it would be when Pittsburgh comes here in May. Yeah. Okay, so so if that's the case, 2-9, and nine, dead last in baseball. Yeah. You have this terrible offseason. You've got this terrible message on opening day. The team's lost seven games in a row. Do you think it's owed to fans or the team at all to hear someone from upper management speak out? What are they going to say? I, I mean, Set I don't. A standard. Uh, I, I this don't know is what they're going to say. Acceptable. We need to. But I think right now all those words are empty. I mean, for, first of all, nobody wants to hear. You think from it would hurt more if he were to speak now? Yeah. Yeah. I. I. What about the bull in the china shop? Nick Craw. Yeah. I think Nick Craw is going to have to speak to some things here soon. But but honestly, I don't know that when you're this bad, anything that you hear is going to pacify people. I mean, yeah. what what is Nick Craw going to say that's going to make you feel better about the current stat, uh, status of the Reds? Well, the problem is I feel like you have a fan base now that because of the offseason and because of opening day, seven straight losses, they're kind of at this point just like, eh, I don't care. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah, apathy is already starting to set in. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm sort of looking at it from a professional standpoint going, well, what are we going to do when the draft comes and goes and but I guess the answer is exactly what we've done for so many seasons, right? We've we have practice doing this. But but I I don't know what you're gonna hear. So upper management would be Bob. Yeah. Bob Bill. is Bob just even 
even in better times, doesn't speak all that often. And I, I've said this often, and I try to be really gentle. I don't know that Bob is in a position where you're going to put him in front of a bunch of cameras and microphones and have a free-flowing group conversation. Yeah. Phil Castellini, I think the worst thing he could do right now would be to come out and talk. So, all right, you cross Bob off the list. You cross Phil off the list. Is it then Nick? Yeah. What is Nick going to say that's going to make anybody feel better? Oh, okay, The yeah. results speak for themselves. They're 2-9. and nine. They're, I mean, the, the results. Can the, David Bell do anything? At this point, would it hurt to give Hunter Green in a bat over Aquino? No, it wouldn't. I mean, that's in a, all honesty, No, it wouldn't. I, give me something. If I was David Bell, I would almost do that as if to say to the people who put the roster together, bro, what do you want from me, man? Right. You're giving me Aristides Aquino? You're giving me these guys who just simply aren't that good, who have no track record or, or track record or who have a poor track record? I mean, if I was David Bell, there would be a part of me that would do that just to say, look, man, you're going to give me Aristides Aquino? I'm going to find a different option. And would the different option see, is a guy who's never had a big league at bat. Would you rather see Colin Moran, Aristides Aquino, or Hunter Green bat right now? Hunter Green. At least make it interesting. Yes. At least do Hunter Green to make swinging it the bats a hell of a lot more interesting than Colin Moran. Yeah. It, it just it you couldn't have you couldn't have forecasted or wrote up a worse start to a season. Not only two and nine, but the offseason compiled with the opening day comments. It could not have won any worse. I think this is the lowest point in the franchise's history since Marge shot on the team. Yeah. From a PR and an on field perspective, they've had bad stretches, they've had really bad teams. From a PR and an on-field pers- uh, perspective uh, contrasted against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. I don't love to always drag the other team into the conversation. And honestly, we did that often when the Bengals were bad and the Reds were not so bad. Um, I don't love that we do that. But the reality is you have a lot of people, sports fans in town, kind of looking at the Reds going, all right, this isn't very rewarding. What's next? Right. Well, it's uh, Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, Luke Fickle, and now Corey Kiner. Yes. So, you know, that's – but but I think when you look at it in those terms, how they're being perceived against the other team, when the yeah. Reds have always won that perception battle, when you look at how angry people are specifically at ownership, really for the first time, when you look at how bad the start has been yep. on the field, combined with the climate of a lockout to start the season, very few players that I think people are identifying with – this is a low point. Mm-hmm. This is this to me. This is the lowest point this franchise has been since the waning days of the Marge Shot regime. You mentioned the low point, the high point yesterday for the Cincinnati Bearcats. You mentioned Corey Kiner, Mister mm-hmm. Ohio, coming back. I'm I'm looking at this roster and the defense. By all accounts, dominated the spring. How about that backfield? The backfield: Josh Wiley, Leonard Taylor, five linemen returning. Wide receiver core has been revamped. I know it's a lot putting on that first game at Arkansas, but. If this team clears Arkansas, there's going to be more interesting comments because this team is, again, loaded with talent, and they're about to have eight or nine guys drafted next weekend. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas <laughs> Arkansas will probably be ranked mm-hmm. this year, and they had a quality season last year, and it is a road game in an SEC environment. They're not going to Tuscaloosa to play Nick Saban, right? This is a beatable team. Yes, do you think the Bearcats will be picked to finish first in the AAC? They should. I think they will they be, should. and I think they should be. The bare minimum expectation this season is, I think, they play in the conference championship game, Agree. right? I mean, I honestly, I think anything outside of that would be disappointing. What does that say about your program when in a rebuilding year, the 
sort of bottom rung of success is you at least appear in your conference championship game. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. I also think it illustrates how good the roster can be. The wild card in the whole thing is quarterback. The more I think about this, the more I'm starting to fall in love with the idea of Evan Prater being yeah. the guy because I love the upside. I think with Ben, yes, it's good that we know what he is Solid. and he's got some experience and he's probably a better passer of the football. But with Evan Prater, I feel like there's upside that's exceptionally intriguing, right? Yep. And is the team good enough if he's not awful to at least compete at Arkansas knowing you could always put Ben in the game? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I just ESPN did a, a uh, an article about a month ago. It said the top 10 games that will impact the college football playoff field in 2022 – UC Arkansas was on that list. Mm-hmm. That was one of the 10 games. So let's do this. And maybe you're going to be here Friday? Yes. When you guys beat Rutgers in 2009, mm-hmm. you go there and paste them 45-17. Mike Freeman writes about you winning the Heisman Trophy. I make t-shirts. I came in the following day, which was you guys played on Labor Day. And yep. I said, all right, let's look at the schedule. Right. Um, who are they going to be underdogs against? Yeah. The opposite I, of what we just said about the Reds. Right. Who are they? Right. So... I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated. I remember doing this. Like, I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated. This is pre-championship game, so you had 12 games. But look at the next 11. Tell me which one you think they're going to lose. Now, the one that you could have looked at was the game that came closest, which was Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. You guys were favored in that game. They're going to be dogs against Arkansas. Yes. Who else are they going to be dogs against? Exactly. Who else will they not be favored to beat? Exactly. Do we think UCF is bona fide going to be favored to beat them in Orlando? No. Who are they going to be? Who can no, you I look at right a, now? It's a great exercise. They don't play Houston. Right. So if they beat Arkansas, look at the next 11 and tell me which one of those games they're supposed to lose. Right. Now they might lose to Arkansas. Right. And then you could still do the same exercise and go, well, God, they're still going to finish 11-1. and one. They'll win every game in the league and mm-hmm. they'll host the conference championship game and then they have a chance to at least be – with the top-ranked uh, Group of Five school. But I think that's a fair yeah. exercise. Yeah. Maybe an exercise we can have Friday. Perhaps. Lastly, before we get to our, our locks of the night, is Jake Arietta a Hall of Famer? No. Cy Young, two World Series, two no-hitters. A couple no-hitters. I, I, I don't know that the peak was long enough. Yeah. I've never thought of this. Right. I, I've never considered the fact that he was. Is there a movement that says he is? No, I just – with him retiring yesterday, I was just wondering that – Jake you know, he, he finished his career ERA under four, uh-huh. two no-hitters, one mm-hmm. against the Reds, mm-hmm. one a Cy Young. That no-hitter against Series. the Reds was a 16-0 yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think I don't there were 16 people there, too. I was there that night. See, I, was there, I was there. I was, I was, constant. I was there. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, he is on record as saying that Cincinnati is his least favorite city, yeah. at least until he threw the no-hitter. Right. I don't he think he's a Hall here now. Probably does. <laughs> You know what I love? Sorry, surprised the Reds haven't tried to sign him. Here's what I love. Hey, Jake. Just continuously. Matt Harvey available? Oh. <laughs> that. Remember that for like five minutes yeah. when people were like, they should oh. bring the Dark Knight back. Yep. Nah, no, we're hard pass on that one, the Dark Knight. I watched the new Batman last night. Wasn't into it. Not not so much? Not, no. Bane, the Joker. I started watching Winning Time Oh. on HBO Max yeah. with about the uh, Lakers yeah. based on Jeff Perlman's book. That's you know, really good. They should start labeling this segment winning time they should because it's a all we do two and oh nba night lots of the night this side of the table by cincy shirts 
Visit either of their two stores, downtown or in Hyde Park. Check them out anytime at CincyShirts.com and follow them on Twitter at CincyShirts. Now, let's make you some money. Real quick, Cincy Shirts teaming up with the uh, Life Center and the mother of Bengal great Chris Henry to raise, uh, raise awareness for organ donation. It is the Chris Henry One Love t-shirt, CincyShirts.com. Proceeds benefit the Life Center. I I was lazy last night. I just piggybacked off what you did. Mm. I was like, Mo, Profitable I, night. I like hope our listeners did the same. Did. The 76ers, I don't know how the Raptors stopped them right now. Tyrese Maxey no. has been fantastic. And you got Joel Embiid telling Nick Nurse to stop complaining at the officials. It looked like the breaking point for the Joker last night. Mm-hmm. Just frustration the all around. The Nuggets came unglued. The Warriors roll a 2-0 night. The only six-man Steph Curry. The only game we stayed away from was Mavs Jazz. Mm-hmm. And no one could have seen Jalen Brunson going off for 41. Is Steph Curry the greatest six-man in the history of this yeah, league? Yeah, got to be. Right? It's fun. when the Warriors First ballot Hall of Famer, he's come off the bench. When the Warriors play like that, it's so fun. Oh man, they're, they're I mean, still. Mu- if you love, they've basketball. never lost a playoff series that Green, Curry, and Thompson played from start to finish in the series. Correct. They're That's fun to watch. Remarkable. They're just their brand of, of of ball is just fun to watch. I like Minnesota tonight. Yeah. Uh, getting seven points. I don't know if they win the game outright. They're going to get a better performance from D'Angelo Russell than they did in Game One, and they still won Game One by twenty points. Um, I also like a prop. Bam Adebayo, Bam. under nine Bam. and a half rebounds. Look at how he's being deployed with the way they switch. He's doing a lot of covering out there on the perimeter with Clint Compella's rebounding acumen. I think Bam Adebayo fails to hit double digits in rebounding. We'll go under nine and a half. The uh, The Suns kind of let the Pelicans back in at late mm-hmm. the other night. I don't think that's the case tonight. I think, I think Phoenix is easily double digits better than the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I'm with you because I think Memphis wins this game. But this is a this is going to be a close series. Big number. I think the Timberwolves are a handful, and I love that there is fire and passion in this series. Yeah, they don't like each other. John Morant feels disrespected. The Grizzlies win tonight, but the Timberwolves cover the number. And uh, do you want the plus one eighty for the Reds? Sure, why not? Wow, it's going to happen at some point. So at this point, we just bet the money line every game, and at some point, it's got to happen. happen. It's, at some point. Oh, oh boy! Wow. What do we got? Breaking news: Mo just took the Reds money line. This is huge. <laughs> gotta, wow! Got to start chip, making a dent into that over seventy-two and a half. <laughs> Part of, I guess, the only thing that I enjoy during this losing streak is seeing you update your tweet each night. <laughs> I'm of, just trying to keep the people. Reds are on pace I'm just for. trying to keep in perspective what we're really chasing here. Okay, they're not winning the National League Central. I'm just, yeah. I've been, I've been trying to just sort of. Make people aware of what we're really, what really is in play here. Can you and Tony make a skyline bet about <laughs> something like negative around the Reds so that they'll do the opposite and start winning? You know, last year when I said I could get a hit off Wade Miley, he mm-hmm. comes out and throws a no-no. Right. Do I need to start making outlandish claims to maybe wake this team up? <laughs> I could right now strike out Hunter Green. We could do. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I could strike out Aquino. You could. You know what? I believe that you're right-handed. <laughs> yeah. I believe that we could do a like. Okay, so next weekend's the draft, right? Yeah. By next Saturday, what will be the greater number? Mm. Players drafted by the Bengals <laughs> or Reds victories? Ooh. Because they could make some trades, yeah. increase their number of picks, theoretically decrease the number of picks. So will the Reds have reached seven wins by the end of the NFL draft? How about this? By the time the Reds come home Friday, yeah. will they have more wins? Or Aquino hits. 
He has two? They are both at two right now. <laughs> wow. Your name can't your nickname can't be the Punisher if you have yeah. two hits. I'm just glad Tommy fans by being forced to watch I'm him. I'm glad Tommy Pham's working on him though. Tell you what, though, that, three hit night to get to one thirty. It's going to be a robust crowd at GABP on Friday night. You guys know where the Reds rank among uh, batting average in Major League Dead Bible. last. I would guess it's not good. They are 29th. Oh, only one team is worse: the Baltimore. Arizona Diamondbacks. They are oh. Diamondbacks. Wow. Almost. This team's not good. They're not good. <laughs> That's a problem. We're eleven Fifth games. Most strikeouts like, in Major. I don't know They're what to say, man. Good. I want to be able to go down and boo Molina, boo Pujols. There's probably going to be a home game for the Cardinals. I'm going Saturday with my daughter, yeah. and we're going to teach her how to do that. Well, it's great because <laughs> for your daughter, it's going to be an we opportunity that you could probably sit wherever cups. you want. Yeah, I'm taking my daughter Saturday, and I'm going to teach her how to boo Yadier Molina. I'm not really going to boo Albert Pujols. Okay. I don't really have a major issue with him. We're, just, we're going to boo the Cardinals as a whole. It's kind of got a feel of like when I was growing up going to UC football games. <laughs> <laughs> because as a kid, I enjoyed it because I could go and sit anywhere. Kind of has the feel of I once went to a Harlem Globetrotters game yeah. and I rooted for the Washington Generals. Well, well eventually the, you're going to have to buy Cyclones tickets to buy Reds tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember like the Riverfront days. Yeah, it was almost impossible to sneak down into seats. I mean, the ushers were just because well, they, 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 so they stood on at it. the top of the ramp for the they blue were seats. So on it. Yeah, you couldn't go down. Is it going to be a little less? Difficult now to just I'm go to a game and you're going to be able to. You're you going to be so happy you're there. Just, yeah. what, what section do you want to sit in? Come on, the club today? <laughs> come on down. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not uh, it's not going great. No. The uh, I mean, but like still eight, got a lot of games left though. Eight days ago, it's like uh, you know, hey, look how they played in Atlanta. And I, I somebody sent me a text this morning. They're like, well, we should have taken Phil's advice. Be happy with how they played in Atlanta. <laughs> Think of how low that bar is. Oh, they man. split the series. It's not like they went there and won four straight. Yep. Not like they took three out of four. They split the series. They shocked the world. And it's like, oh, my God, look at this team. And we were, like, sort of doing that eight days ago. Now it's like, are they ever going to win a game? Everybody can't stand the way the team is run. Former players are taking shots. National yeah. media is taking shots. And, um, hey, we are going to give away some tickets to that game on Saturday this oh. afternoon. <laughs> Give me at the ballpark with me and Cross. Plenty more still to come this afternoon. Uh, another hour here, and Mo will be giving away Reds tickets from three to six this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I'm gonna figure out a fun way to do that. All on ESPN fifteen thirty Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our friends at Skyline Chili. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.